Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to transform your whole life, all your life. We hope that you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Well, it's my joy to um, bring God's word to you tonight. Um, And I'm going to be speaking from the part two of what Malcolm actually spoke this morning on bringing the the tithes into the storehouse. And I want to try and connect some of the dots for you in your life. So... And um, the title is Blessed Beyond My Wildest Dreams and My Heart and My Heart is that you will be blessed beyond your wildest dreams and I'm just going to share just at the end just a few stories of how God has blessed us as a family beyond our wildest dreams and I I, I do honestly believe that these stories that I'm going to share with you at the end are actually miracles about how God has has taken a family and how we've lived beyond our wildest dreams and that's great so um I was born in the dinosaur age. Um, I was born kind of in the stone age where we had phones. Not like your phones you've got today. We had proper phones. Real phones. We had phones that was the size of this. We had proper phones. We had handsets that you picked up and you dialed. I think I, I did try to dial my own number, which took about 40 seconds to dial. And that was including the dialing code. So these were great, solid. If you drop these phones, nothing really happened. All right. Not like the phones these days. I, some, I remember some years ago. I, I had a Blackberry, and I had my Blackberry for 10 years. Wow. 10 years. It took me a long time to change to an iPhone. And the reason why my, my Blackberry died is because it fell down the toilet. Yeah. Best, place for it. Best place not for it. But shall I tell you what? That battery went into some, some rice. And guess what? It still works. Not like your iPhones these days, where cheap... No, I'll say that. So, these was the phones that we used to use many years ago. And when we used to tell the time, we used a proper watch. You know, the one that you kind of winded up. And you know, like this one actually. And you could actually tell the time. It didn't tell you when to stand, when not to stand. It didn't tell you that you must be breathing in one part of the room or another part of the room. It actually told the time, as well as everything else. I remember some weeks ago I was at home and Bethany and my daughter, she was, we were sat around the dining room table having a meal and she just stood up. 
said, Bethany, what are you doing? Mom, my phone told me to stand up, Mom. <laughs> right. And then she started to walk up and down the, the dining room. I said, Bethany, what are you doing now? My phone's told me that before the end of the day, I've got to put in so many steps. <laughs> so I've achieved my, my goal. And it's a phone. So, things change over the years, don't they? Right, right, right. Things just forever moving, forever changing. And, you know, I'm on the platform here in ripped jeans. My flesh is showing at my knees. This is not the Lynette Baxter of years ago. You, you know, ripped jeans go into the bin. You don't pay money at the shop for torn rip jeans. Right, right. I, remember the, I remember Beth going with Bethany one day and she said, Mom, these jeans cost so much money. I said, Bethany, um, Gabrielle, you're paying for holes in your jeans? Mom, it's called trendy. Okay, trend. So I thought to make a point, I'm going to wear my ripped jeans. In years to come, ripped jeans will not be in fashion, perhaps. And you'll be wearing something else. So... Again, things change all the time. Constant change is here to stay. But we've got to just keep up with that change, haven't we? But shall I tell you one thing that doesn't change? The Word of God. The Word of God never changes. But you've still got to keep up with it. It never changes. In... um, Hebrews 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so you can always put your confidence in him, always put your trust in him, knowing that he will never, ever change. And this word of God, it's the power to change your life. It's the power to change your life. This is God's spoken word that never, ever changes. It says in Malachi 3 verse 6, it says, I am the Lord. I do not change. So, you know, things around our lives are constantly Moving on, even Joe this morning, Joe's now in her ripped jeans as well. I mean, Joe Raper, she's walked in there now. You know, she's in her ripped jeans. And so, we, we, you know, we, we, we've got to get with it, haven't we? It's not, if you've got to beat them, join them. That's my, so anyway, let's go back to Joe. <laughs> you see, 38 years ago, as I said, I was born in the dinosaur age. I sat over there as a young teenager. And I can remember somebody also preaching on tithing. Simple obedience. Simple obedience. And what I learned those days many years ago, I'm here to say God's word never changes. And this generation is telling another generation the greatness and the goodness of our God. So I'm here to say that I'm now a grandma in my ripped jeans. Cool. So, you know, 
that this grandma is here to say that I want you to stand on my shoulders and to see further than I've ever seen, to know that God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. And um, when the children, my children were very little, the simple principle is that we taught them the simple thing about tithing. Tithing. And where is it? Oh, it's here. Sorry, I thought you said it's on something else. No. And you see, when, when my children were, were actually growing up, we didn't quite have these jars. It's all I could find. What we had, we, we had yogurt pots. And so the yogurt pots is, is what we used. And we used, and what we put on it, it was spend, save, and tithe. And these simple principles that we put in our children's lives when they were very little, I think, I think youngest was about three, five, and seven, something like this. And they had their pocket money. So they were taught the principle of tithing. Also, as they get older, also saving. You know, it's a day and age where a lot of people are in debt. I'm getting off the subject now, but just to say, if you did these three principles in life, you'll never get in debt, ever. Because you're always saving, you're tithing, and you're you're spending. Anyway. So, and this is God's order. Is that, you know, all what God asks you for is 10%. Just 10%. If you were in church this morning, Malcolm gave the um, example of 10 apples. And all what, what God wants is just one apple. If you just give the one apple to God... The 90% is blessed. It was if the 100% is blessed. And that's the way I look at it. Once you give the one away, the, the others are actually blessed. There have been times in, in our lives as a married couple where that 10% could have quite easily covered the gas bill. Very easily. And you look at the money for the 10% and the gas bill, and you do thinking, Lord, perhaps this month you would perhaps let us off. Because, you know, this is... And it has crossed our minds. And this is real talk. It's crossed our minds. But end of the day, you're thinking, ah, 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 ah. We're going to give our 10%. And guess what? That bill was paid. And all the bills were paid. You see, you can't outgive God. And it's not about it's not about the amount; it's about your heart. In this, it says, "What well, says? Bring the tithes into the storehouse and test me." Well, he says, "I." What he's saying is, "I dare you to test me." I dare you to test me and see what, I will ha- and see what will happen. He's promised that he'll overflow. What does overflow look like? I mean, in your imagination, think about overflow. What's overflow look like? Something overflowing all the time. It doesn't stop. 
And if we take God at his word, overflow, our lives will be overflowing with God's goodness. Because it's not just about financially. Peace and joy. You know, the overflowing of our lives will be the proof of giving to God what is rightfully his. Because he's a jealous God. He really is. He's a jealous God. And he wants what is rightfully is. So that what God wants for us all, he wants to bless us. He really wants to bless us. And so, I do believe that our, our future harvest is determined by our present sowing. Our future harvest is determined by our present sowing. I'm going to share with you just now, just a few stories of the goodness of God, the overflowing goodness of God in my personal life before I was married and also, you know, as a couple and as a family, our God has blessed us so much. I tell you, in the natural, this would not have happened. And over the years, I have got a few journals. As I say, I've been writing journals now for the past 35 years. So these are just half of the journals I've got at home. And I've got a box full there as well of the goodness of God. You know, sometimes when God does things for us, we so easily forget. You know, we, we enter another challenging time or situation. We say, Lord, where are you? Lord, I'm in this situation. Are you not? Can't you see where I am? Can't you see what I'm doing? But God says, I've done it before, and I'll do it again. But sometimes we have to go back to what our journal says and read. Because sometimes in these journals, I've actually written not when God has provided, but how I felt on the journey to the miracle. Because sometimes you have to write the, you have to write the journal, write the journey, it's not about just getting the Santa Claus present at the end of the day. It's the journey that I've had to, how I felt, what things I confessed, you know, the situation. So as I say, these are just half of the stuff, you know, I've been writing journals. for. The, and I, can I encourage you, as, as you're in this room, get yourself a journal. Begin, I'm not saying every day. Just write some things in that journal, because I've been doing this since I was about 15 years old. That just shows my age now, but yeah, since I'm 15 years old. So, and this is my journey. This is my story. This is my miracle of what God has done for us. Thanks. So the first story is, um, as I say, over 33 years ago, I have been married and you know when you are getting married you do want to walk down the aisle in a very nice dress because I was marrying my Romeo and um, which is this young man on the front row here see I was marrying my Romeo the, the my beautiful boyfriend at this time and um, and our the funds were quite low so the wedding dress 
that I perhaps wanted, I shouldn't really have naturally have got. So I had, um, I had magazines and brochures of beautiful wedding dresses. And um, some of them were from Paris and Italy, beautiful, beautiful dresses. And um, I remember walking in town and I went up to Fire, Fire, Fire Lane and there was a beautiful exclusive wedding um, shop there. So I walked in. I thought, Lord, what? I thought to myself, what are you doing? You can't, you can't even afford a headdress in this, in this shop. Anyway, I, I, I walked in and um, I was going through the rails and I saw this beautiful Italian dress. And she says, oh, try it on. You never know. It just might fit. I tried it on. It fit beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. So um, she says to me, oh, you look beautiful in that dress. I says, thank you. She says, um, how much have I got? I said, well, th- th- this is what I've got. And she says, ooh. <laughs> and the next thing she says to me was, why should money stand in the way of your day? Wow. Have it. And the headdress for the exact money in, in, with the funds in, in which I had. I can't remember at the time what it was. But I can remember walking down this aisle in an ex- exclusive... Italian dress. There's a picture there. Look at that. Eh? (laughs) That's when Malcolm had hair. You know, and the, that was the beginning in our lives of God's provision in our lives. You know, going through those challenging, challenging times when we, were, when we were having a wedding and we provided for a wedding, we still decided to tithe. Tithing was, was actually priority for us. Story number two. Some years ago, as I say, um, again, funds were low. <laughs> and I had Bethany and Aaron, and the cupboard, food cupboard was quite bare. And I can remember looking in the cupboard, and I thought, Lord, there is not a great deal in here to, to cook a meal with. Not a great deal. I think it was just about flour and sugar and salt. I remember sat there and I, I said to the Lord, Lord, this is just not right. And I began to cry. I said, Lord, please do something. I need a miracle. I remember sat there crying. And as if somebody got, said to me, Lynette, get up. Wipe those tears and stop confessing what you want in that cupboard. So I got up, opened the cupboard door, I thought, right, I want this and I want some rice, I want this and I want that. I confess I want this and that. Within two hours, the doorbell rang and somebody came with a box of shopping and they said to me, Lynette, I was at, uh, uh, at Tesco. 
And God spoke to me about buying you some shopping. And everything I had confessed and prayed for was in this box. This is, this is a true story. This happens. a true story. I mean, as I say, those journals are full with so many stories, but I've only, I, I can only share just, just, some, just some small examples of God's goodness to encourage you all that God is faithful to his word. Story number two. Three, sorry. Again, we were living in Cape Town and, um, and we had booked a flight to go back to England one Christmas. Was it one Christmas? I can't remember what it was then. Was it Christmas? Another time anyway. We'd actually booked a flight for all six of us to actually come back to England. And so we were going to fly from Cape Town direct back to Heathrow. And Malcolm had a call from British Airways saying, is it possible that you fly from Cape Town to Joburg, then from Joburg to the UK? And if you do that, we'll give you six international tickets free. That's F-R-E-E, free. So, Markham came to me and said this to me. No, no, he said to the lady on the phone, oh, I'm not entirely sure on that, because I just need to ask my wife, because I'm sure my children have got extra activities outside of school. So, Markham came to me and said this to me. I said, you didn't take them up on the offer? The children's activities after school can, can wait. We need to seize the day. Get back on the phone, say, of course we'll take that. So he did, and we got six international seats free. And one year later, or was it two years later, we flew to um, New York. F-R-E-E. We had a great time in New York. So these experiences that, 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 that I'm, I'm talking about would have naturally have happened. We were only flying back to England. We didn't want New York as well. But God said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw that in for you. Throw a, a, tri- a trip to New York in for you as well. And so the thing is, we, we, we could have chosen anywhere in the world to fly to. Anywhere in the world to fly to. Story number four. Doc, can you share that story then? British Airways. Give me a go. British Airways. Love that, yeah. Strike. So, yeah, I just, um, I'm obviously, as she's talking, I'm thinking, because I've, I've remembered anyone who knows my lads. Uh, I, in, as they've grown up, there was a couple of confession times where a couple of the money, that, a couple of things that went in that tithing jar ended up being spent. So I'm just saying, <laughs> they confessed to that. So it looks good. But no, they did adhere to those principles. We, uh, 
And I think, yeah, it's like tithing just is running in the background. You're not thinking yeah. about it all the time. You just do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. It's just part of your life. And these things come as a result of that. We'd had a hell of a year, uh, and I don't overstate it, as a church back in, in Cape Town. And I've got to say it, uh, my wife was saying to me, I've just sensed that we should be back in the UK for Christmas. And I said, babe, listen, it's a great idea. I just can't see it. I can't see how that's going to happen this year. And, um, but we, we were trying, we were looking, we were looking on the internet, looking for flats, couldn't find anything. And actually right up until the, the, the Saturday before Christmas, I was up, you'd gone out, and yeah. I was up trying anything, you know, Afghanistan Airways, anything <laughs> that just might get us here. There was nothing that was, that, that was, uh, uh, that were gonna, uh, that was gonna meet our budget. It was gonna happen, and we just resigned ourselves. The next day, we had our carol service at the church we were leading, and Lynette, got an email through. I don't even know why you were checking your emails that night. That was a weird thing. And some of you may remember that British Airways uh, cabin stewards, there was a high court injunction. They tried to strike. And the high court injunction said they couldn't strike. So suddenly the planes had to fly. uh, uh, But people hadn't booked because they knew that there was the steward strike pending. And on this email, it was saying that flights from Cape Town to London, a hundred pounds each. And uh, in fact, we thought it was a bit of a scam at first. It was like, you don't get, you don't get flights for, you know, a hundred pounds per person. Anyway, we actually rang that night, Heather should remember, because she came to get us yeah, from the airport. So literally, we were booking on the Sunday night, and we're going to be flying on the Tuesday, which was, which was uh, the day before Christmas Eve. It was Christmas and, Eve. Uh, and we, um, yeah, we landed on Christmas yeah. Eve, didn't we? And, uh, and so we actually, we, we booked it. And I don't think any of us were really sure it was going to happen until, until we actually got to the airport. But it was all true. So we actually, we flew... As a family, uh, return flight from Cape Town to Heathrow, 600 quid, which was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Is that all right? Did yeah, I do all right? Great. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> this is our God. Blesses you far beyond your wildest dreams. Far beyond your wildest dreams. Another story. As a family, we used to often go to France. And when you've got four children, everything is increased. Bedrooms in the house, the car gets bigger. And I can remember being in, being in France and, um, and a family beside us pulled up in this wonderful Toyota Previa, seven-seater. Aaron, my son, like, Mom... That's what we're after, isn't it, Mum? Yes, yes, Erin, that's what we want. That's what we'd like. So since that time, we used to confess as a family, Lord, thank you for our Toyota Previa, seven-seater. 
Some months later, Malcolm had a, had a call to say somebody wants to bless us with a car. So as Malcolm went with this person to the garage to get a car, somebody drove in with a, with a seven-seater Previa and wanted to part exchange it with another car, vehicle. So Malcolm says, as he was driving in, he said, that's our car. And that's actually what happened. As they drove the car in, we drove the car out. And we drove the car out, and we drove it to school. Can you imagine my children's eyes popped open and says, Mom, Dad, whose car's that? It's ours. What? Ours? Yes, God has blessed us with a seven-seater Previa. Again, this is our God. This is our God. And as Malcolm shared, you know, we just naturally just give every, every month. We just do give. And it's not always just about the finances, it's the peace and the joy He gives you in these journeys of finding out who God is all about. Because what He wants to do is to bless us beyond our wildest dreams. Another story. When we um, was leaving England to actually live in South Africa, we, we used to live in, in Baseford, and just this story alone will take me about an hour to just, to just to share how many miracles along the way God had done for us. But I'm just going to focus on, on one of those incidences, what happened. Is that, is that we sold our house here got on the plane with nothing in our hands, just the keys to our suitcase. And as we got, as we flew into Cape Town, one of our friends who actually lives out there said to us, because on, because on the day of, that we actually flew in, it, it was actually my birthday, and they said to us, you know, we've actually arranged for you to have a party at, at our house, but on the way, we've seen a house which we think you might be interested. So we pulled in at this house. And also just to say that we've been praying for a house in South Africa that it would have this, it would have that, it would have um, a little Wendy house for Gabrielle, who was eight at the time. And as we pulled into this house, it looked just amazing. And when we looked at the paperwork, it had our names on it. Mr. and Mrs. Baxter. And it said on their paperwork that if we liked this house, it would be a private sale. So before we left England, our names were on the paperwork of the house that we lived in for 10 years in South Africa. And everything we prayed for was in this house. Even down to the Wendy house, that the owner of the house said, to us, I don't know why I'm doing this house up, this Wendy house up. He put curtains in there, a little chair and tables, because he had older children and he didn't have a, a, a girl at that age. He said, I, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I've just done it. Yeah. And we walked in and saw the Wendy house and we kind of thought, wow. Wow. 
God in the detail. God in the detail. And that little Wendy house was where Gabrielle played many, many times in that Wendy house. Another story is we used to, as I say, we used to travel to France quite often. And this time, um, you want to hear that story because about the fridge. You should, do you remember the one about the fridge and the the one strike? Oh, that was that was. So we we actually um, we went we went to France again. Uh, we were on a very low budget. Since I we had, uh, yeah. Oh, we had a little bit of. Uh, we 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 had so little money. We actually divided it into envelopes uh, per day, and uh, so we we. But you know what? We were just of the well, particularly Lynette was of the mind. Well, at least we're away. Um, you know, it'll be something different, and we'll we, we'll spend time with the, with the kids. Uh, and so we 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 pull up with our fir- we pull up at the supermarket yeah. with our first. Uh, envelope and and then uh, the kid so the kids you know excited to be in France they got out the car they ran off and then they came back with arms full of butter and cheese and yogurt and and, and uh, so the other one was carrying eggs and like you know as a parent you say where have you got that from yeah they say oh a man gave it to us take it back what are you what are you doing no the man gave it to us and, uh, and, and what happened was that we pulled up just at the moment. The, the French farmers were te- uh, um, putting on a protest that was being televised. And they were, the, the protest was that they were making so little out of what they made, they might as well give it away. So they'd so- gone in the store... Bought a load of, of, of yogurt and cheese and, uh, and dairy products. And for the TV, we're just giving it away because they say we might as well do this. And my kids were just there in the right place. We actually got yeah. so... We, we, we could not finish yeah, the yogurt and the cheese in the two weeks we were there. Yeah. But that was one of the ways that God provided for us yeah. on that holiday. Absolutely. And some of the things that we actually got in our fridge were luxury. They were beautiful, things that you could even dream or imagine. To me, it was our wildest dream. Again, God is in the detail of our lives. Another story, and I think this, this may be my last story to, 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 to share with you tonight. I can, some years ago, we, as a couple, and Bethany and Aaron was about two and a four at the time, we went to Burkina Faso for a, a few months, and... Um, while we were there, no, before we went, we actually needed about a thousand pounds. Somebody had given Malcolm about a thousand pounds towards our trip. And Malcolm just felt, Lynn, I just believe that we, we, we need to give some of this away. And I looked at him, I thought, are you being serious? This is, 
this is the money that God's given us for this trip over to Burkina Faso. He said, no. Go on. So I was, we, we needed at that time 2,000 pounds, but we were given 200. There you go. And, and I felt the Spirit of God say to me, you need 2,000, but 200 is the tithe. That was it, yes. I got it completely wrong. 2,000. So he, the challenge God gave me was, will you give the tithe before you get, gave the 2,000? Thank so I you. gave away the 200. That's right. So we gave away the 200. And we had more coming over the past few weeks. So before we left for Burkina Faso, we had far above that we actually needed. Again, this is our God. I want to encourage us all in this room... I've shared my stories, but I want you to have your own story. This is one generation telling another generation about the goodness of God. And it's in the everydays. God wants to bless you in your everydays. It's sharing God with somebody. It's sharing God with your neighbour. It's in the small things that we see God's hand. It's in the detail. And I want you to stand on my shoulders and to see further than what I've ever seen. And to see that our God wants to bless each one of us beyond our wildest dreams. That's why he said, I want to overflow. Overflow your lives. And, and part of that is just giving God what belongs to him. And I will give you back the whole to overflow so tonight I want to encourage you to take that challenge as I said earlier he said test me I dare you and see what would happen what God is saying is that go on try me test me test me I'll do it it's my word and my word is truth. My word is power. Test me. I dare. I dare you to. And so tonight I would encourage each one of us to take, take the challenge and trust God because he will bless you beyond your wildest dreams. And in years to come, you know, as I said, in years to come, you too will that our future harvest I want you to have your future harvest is determined by our present sowing so whatever you sow now your harvest is on the way it doesn't always look like what you sow as I said to somebody this morning who was serving in in God's house she's, she's involved in every department almost and I said to her this morning I said you know you can't outgive God and your blessing is, will come in ways that you will think what, why, I, why have I got this and why have I got this promotion and why somebody wants to bless me in this way 
It's, you can't outgive God in what he wants to pour into your laps to overflow. I'm going to pray. I just want to ask God to, as I've spoken, to something that will be deposited into your own lives tonight. All what we want is a deposit. Just a deposit of God. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have been faithful to me and to my family over the years. And that's why I can stand here, this generation telling another generation the greatness of our God. And I pray, oh God, that something of what I've shared, Lord, will be will be an, an inspiration so that, that we live lives that overflows with your goodness or just overflows with, with your love and your power thank you God that we can be your hands and feet Amen Amen You've come to the end of this message we hope you've been both challenged and inspired. To stay up to date with everything going on in our church, go to heartchurch.co.uk.